0: Second time around this time. All right. So, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Self Sewn Wardrobe podcast and live broadcast. If you're listening to this as a podcast, uh, know that it first appeared as a live broadcast in our Facebook group, and uh, we would love to have you there. Hi, Betsy. And if you have not listened to our other podcast, Sewing Out Loud, I would highly suggest doing that. That's our podcast where mom and I talk about sewing, sewing sewing-related techniques or um, stuff that happens when you try and sew for yourself, et cetera. Those episodes come out every Friday, and they're not live broadcasts; They're recorded ahead of time, so sometimes we can get a little bit more in-depth. Hey Carmen and Sandy and Betsy and everybody says the video is working a little better this time. So I hope Louise can find us again since it was her first time watching. <laughs> Hi Tracy. Um yeah, so I'm I'm okay. Yeah, the the numbers are a little higher this time. So I think that I think that things are going better. Hi Shannon. So this morning, I'm just gonna talk I'm gonna talk briefly um about two things sewing uh, a sewing thing and a non- sewing thing. And I just wanted to say that this morning, I thought I would be so super cool and make myself another crop top like I've been wearing my my other rayon one. and I cut up like a maxi skirt that I made myself that I didn't like. I've decided that I don't like straight maxi skirts and I made this boop. Double brush poly crop top and this is some DBP double brush poly from LA Finch fabrics now I used the easy t pattern for this and I made my first one using the easy t pattern as well and I made a couple of modifications because it stops right below my like below the bust, sort of like waist-ish area for me Uh, It stops there. It needs to be a little tighter. The easy t is very easy fitting around the waistline and so I I was making this this morning and kind of I was salvaging some scraps to make my little band and I remembered as I was sewing I thought you know last time I made this I think I cut my band like too short I want to make sure not to cut my band too short because I remember cutting it and then being like, "Oh my gosh, this is not stretching to where I need it to be around my rib cage," and then I realized that I tried the shirt on and actually needed to taper the shirt. The band was actually good size for this part of my body, but the shirt was not tapered enough. Oh, good morning, Leandra and Kim again. <laughs> uh, so I then so on my last crop top, on my last knit maternity crop top that I made. I had tapered in at the waist, and then I forgot to do so on this one. So while the band went on really nice and easy, I put it on, and it's too loose around here. And something that I really want is some security in this top, of course, so to make sure that when I raise my arms up that, like, you know, I don't flash everybody. So it needs to be tighter around the bottom here. And I'm like, oh, I should have remembered that because I made this alteration to my last one. And when I'm playing around with making a new garment for myself, I try on the garment at like every step, and I'll make little alterations, or you know, because sometimes I'm improving. You know, the easy tee is a pattern made for a woven, and here I am making it out of a knit and cropping it, and blah blah blah, doing all this stuff, you know. So, when I had made my last one, my last knit crop top, I didn't like write out a new pattern or anything. You know, I was I was in a hurry. I got it done. I was like, woohoo, yay, happy! I'll make more later. Um, <laughs> you know, and uh, a good mo- uh, good good afternoon, Kate uh, from the UK. She said she is watching uh, under her desk. So, anyway, I wish that I would have written down what the heck I did when I made my last crop top because then I really would have. I I got this one almost finished. I even. I applied the band around the hem like where it's going to sit on my on my rib cage like on my waist area and then I just went ahead and cover stitched my neckline and that went so well everything was lovely Uh, While I was cover stitching the neckline And I was feeling so good about myself And then I decided I'd try it on Because I was thinking maybe I'd do the sleeves A little bit different on this one And looking at tapering them Or making them a little shorter or something And then I put it on And it was too loose around my waist And that's because I didn't follow the same procedure As I did last time From using like my observations So I wish that I (laughs) I wish that I would have journaled About this or written up my pattern uh, You know instead of thinking which after becoming a parent uh, that's when my memory for things like this started to go (laughs) this is just my personal experience I feel like I used to be able to remember details like this and procedures etc and I should have written it down now Kim brings up something good she says better too loose than too tight yeah so I am just gonna I'm gonna cut this band off and I'm gonna taper it and reapply it. it's not a huge deal it, it's still a still a salvageable garment but I do think you know upon reflecting that if I had written these things down or translated things to my pattern I'd have a new top right now like I would it would be it would just be done you know and that's we all have the same issue no matter if we're sewing for ourselves a uh, a dress a quick top a bathing suit if you're sewing for your kids if you have no kids whatever every um everyone here struggles with time Kate says any opportunity to get a new notebook makes me happy Kate you are in the right place <laughs> Shannon says I used to keep a sewing journal but haven't updated it in a while I really should since I forget too yeah so that happened so um You know, if you have the opportunity to buy the Sew Here box this time around, it might be that you'll receive some kind of special tool for record-keeping about your sewing. I don't know, maybe some kind of limited edition, something, you know... To feed your notebook uh, addiction, that you can uh, <laughs> that you can that you can use. And Paula says, "I make notes directly on the pattern, absolutely." And we recommend write all over your patterns. You know, especially if you trace, like I think you should. Um, <laughs> so I I when I trace my patterns and when I draft a new pattern, I'm always writing all over it. Even and right now, especially when I make something. I am writing down the weeks of my pregnancy because uh, I, I want to know where I was. I don't know if I'm gonna have any more kids. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> but I, I am writing that down because that will kind of change change things. Yeah, Carmen says team trace. So anyway, uh, the the, um, the writing down your stuff on your pattern is great, but I had even, like, what do I want to say, skimped or like, uh, what do I, um, been bad, what do I want to say, uh, <laughs> slacked off so much that I hadn't even traced out another pattern, I'd used <laughs> one of my actual easy tees and then just like, you know, been winging it and rotary cutting, oh, I'm going to take two inches off here and da 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 so I didn't even make myself like another paper pattern, so such is the level of my uh, my hurriedness and my disorganization. <laughs> and Paula asks, "What is what is a So Here box?" So, the So Here box is a quarterly box that we put together, and uh, we we curate. A group of sewing notions and sewing supplies. And the last two we've done have been a big success. People have been pretty darn happy with them. They are uh, about $94, $95, I guess, excuse me, $95 uh, US and $105 international. And we tell you the sewing stuff that we include. We'll tell you everything that's in there. And then we also include some very special, like in house designed branded things. For the box Like last time we did some Some sewing pattern uh, Bag covers And we had a special Exclusive enamel pin And And we also included uh, scissor fob on some of our special scissors. So we'll tell you everything that's in the box. Um, It's all, you know, definitely that $95 value, and that includes shipping to anywhere in the U.S., and the $105 price tag includes shipping to anywhere international. Now, the Sew Here box is not available to the general public yet, but this edition is all about knits. We've been having lots of conversations about knits in the group, lots of people wanting to learn to sew them on their sewage sewing machine and their serger, and we are producing a knit leggings class at the moment. So um, everything in the box will actually help you to make leggings or not. Uh, Betsy says she wore her sewing machine pin at her ASG meeting on Saturday. Yeah, and um, those pins, just in the way that things are working out, I think the people who bought the last box are really going to be the only people to have that pin Ever. I don't, I don't know how I'll be uh, re-releasing them if I do so at all. So anyway, uh, another little hint to the box of something that probably won't be fully disclosed until after box release is a way to um, keep track of your uh, sewing progress, etc. So, um, <laughs> so... I was going to talk about uh, David Lynch real quick in here, because the Twin Peaks premiere was last night, and um, I got the opportunity to meet David Lynch, and it actually kind of relates to our business and to, you know, the online store and ZD Sewing Studio and everything. So I used to um, get... Oh, Erin says we can't buy the Sew Here box yet. Previous purchasers of the Sew Here box can buy it, but not people who've never bought the box before. So they get first dibs, and it will be available to the public on May 27th, and it's the 22nd right now. So uh, anyway, (laughs) okay, David Lynch. So I through a very cool series of circumstances, have made the acquaintance of uh, an artist who lives here in town. His name's Frank Stack, and he was a part of the underground comics movement uh, and uh, knew very famous people like Robert Crumb and Gilbert Shelton, etc. uh, People who We're really big in the comic scene, really big in the art scene. And Frank was the head of the MU Art Department, the University of Missouri Art Department, here in town for a while. And so when I I met Frank during my last year of college, and he was planning a trip to Paris. And I was like, I've I've lived in Paris. You know, I lived there for a semester. And he's like, oh, because, like, I would like somebody to go with me to help me out. And Frank is your classic distracted professor, okay? He needs... Hold on. You're going to be picked up on the mic. Laughing Laugh there, mom. <laughs> on the phone mic. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Frank um, Frank took me to Paris once. I helped him out. Made sure he didn't get uh, didn't get lost on the metro, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And um I I was being helpful. And I ended up going back to Paris with Frank. Five or six times. One of the last times I went was October of 2011, and Frank was going there to research how to open up a print shop. Okay, how to open up a, a like a lithography studio. Okay, um, so he's he's wants to go to this super famous print shop in order to get experience and like learn from them and make a couple of prints okay and when i say super famous print shop i mean places where picasso and (laughs) places where picasso and kandinsky and uh it's where Henri matisse's jazz was first printed and they uh Anyway, so this this place is called Edem. It used to be called the Morlo Print Shop. I don't know if we have anybody in Paris, okay? So um, they uh, we we had we had the opportunity to go there, and my husband we weren't we weren't engaged, we weren't married yet, or anything like that. My but uh, so my boyfriend at the time was like talking to Frank, and Frank's like, well, the print shop just got back to me, and they said, you know, we can. We can go there and we can make a couple prints and we can get some information. But David Lynch is going to be there. And all of their attention is going to be on David Lynch. And I was like, who the hell is David Lynch? You know? <laughs> so, um, I, and, and my boyfriend at the time is like, you don't know who David Lynch is? Oh, my God. Like, is it so important. Like, this guy is so, so um very, you know, uh, important. He's a director, blah, blah, blah. Mulholland Drive, Blue Velvet, da 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 -da, all these movies, I'm like, I don't know who that is, and I was like, is he like an artist, and Frank is a fine artist, he's a figure drawing, you know, expert, and so he, he, um, is like, I'm gonna look up David Lynch's stuff, and must say, Frank is not super impressed with David Lynch's lithography, okay, (laughs) he's not, he's not super impressed with that, um, but, you know, he was excited to meet him, because he'd seen his movies, and he, uh, you know, he, he likes, he likes movies too. So anyway, I, I'm thinking Frank is kind of the bee's knees here. And then we get to Paris and hold on a second. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, we, we get to Paris and, uh, David Lynch is like sitting there and I don't know the hell David Lynch is like still. Um, but we got to say hello and Frank is like super awkward. He's like, Hey, Mr. Lynch, you know, uh, I really like your movies, you know? And I don't say anything to him. He's busy. He's surrounded by assistants, et cetera, et cetera. And he, uh, he's making prints. And then we get to make prints. And that's where I made the ZD Sewing Studio Thread With Your Presser Foot Up print. Frank was like, you need to make a print. Uh, and I was like, I don't know. Uh, and then I was like, maybe I'll do like a self-portrait. Tried to do a self-portrait. It was terrible. And... um. So then I started to do this lady with her foot up, and ended up doing the thread with your presser foot up print. Now, um, then, midway through, well, it, it uh, before that, before before the special thing happened, um, when when we when I when I uh, when the special thing happened in Paris that that year, uh, I was. Staying at the apartment while Frank went to the print studio or something and meeting up with him later and I went and got us two sandwiches because I was wasn't sure if he was gonna have lunch yet and so then I get to the print studio and I go in and it's just me and David Lynch. And um, (laughs) I can hear him on the phone. And if you've ever watched Twin Peaks or or seen him on video or anything like that, and he kind of talks like this. And on Twin Peaks, he plays like a a deaf um, FBI agent. And he He kind of talks like his character a little bit. I heard him on the phone saying something like, I need a sandwich. I need a da 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 And when I got to the print studio, like I said, it was just me and him, and Frank had gone off with somebody else for lunch. And so I was sitting in the back, eating my sandwich, like trying not to bother David Lynch. And so then um, I had overheard his conversation, and so he gets off the phone, and I go over to him, and I'm like, hey, Mr. Lynch, um, I overheard that you don't have any lunch, and I've got this extra sandwich here. Would you like it? And he was like, well, sure, you know, and I was like, okay. And so then I gave him the sandwich and then I left um, and went back to my corner of the print studio because I didn't want to like sit down and bug him. Also, I had no idea who he was. <laughs> so I had no idea like who I was talking to. I didn't know, I wouldn't have been able to say anything like, my favorite movie of yours is such and such, you know. So anyway. That was pretty funny, and a lot of people have highlighted their trip would have been meeting David Lynch, and that would have been really super cool, but that trip is actually where my boyfriend at the time flew to Paris, unbeknownst to me, and then proposed, and so we got engaged, and actually, my husband got to, he got to say hello to David Lynch too. He got to come to the print studio. He got to spend, we were there, I was there for a total of two weeks, he was there for one week, and he got to say I think I saw him go up to David Lynch and say, hey, Mr. Lynch, I really respect your work. And I'm like, okay, once again, um, <laughs> I don't know who this guy is, you know. And oh, and then David Lynch, get this, David Lynch was opening a nightclub in Paris, and he invited us all to the nightclub. And I am not to the opening, you know, and I'm not like nightclub material, Frank seventy. Five at the time, not really nightclub material. Derek's not nightclub material either, so we didn't go to the nightclub opening. Maybe we should have. I don't know. But uh, it was it was a fabulous um, trip to Paris, and it was fun to meet David Lynch. And then later on, about two years two is it two or three years ago now that they re released like the Twin Peaks Blu rays, and um, Derek and I have watched them about three times all the way through. And so then we got to see. Uh, see the premiere last night and it's it's raunchy and scary and confusing and surreal and uh yeah oh riley says doesn't seem like the kind of guy to open a club i don't know (laughs) david lynch seems like the kind of guy who might just do just about anything especially after after getting um a little bit more familiar with his work so anyway it was fun to uh fun to have that memory Maybe I wish I would have made more of it. I don't know. I feel like I don't have anything really important to say on the subject of surreal film and TV. Uh, so, anyway, uh, we um, we watched the premiere last night. If you're wondering what Twin Peaks is, it certainly is um, an interesting phenomenon. But the new series is not for the faint of heart. It um, got to see lots of dead bodies last night. And uh, Lynch is, like, really... Uh, some of the parts of Twin Peaks that 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 stick with me so much are his depictions of violence. They aren't super common in the first two seasons, but when he does depict it, it's pretty. It seems pretty raw, and um, I almost, in a way, feel like he's, you know, he's not like glamorizing the violence, and a lot of the violence is towards women, and so I, it makes me like all. Um, he made me feel, like, uncomfortable and sad and stuff. And I'm like, you know, he's not, like, uh, you know, doing, like, a glorified, you know, like, rape scene or something like that. You know, he's actually depicting uh, what someone might go through. Anyway, all right, well, uh, Mallory's film podcast will not be ever happening because I'm not good at... <laughs> <laughs> at talking about film sandy says all of my twin peaks knowledge comes from spoofs on the simpsons and riley says me too yeah the simpsons have some funny twin Peaks spoofs for sure all right well it was fabulous talking to you all this morning journal about your sewing projects if you like twin peaks watch the new twin Peaks series and uh we are gonna get to filming some leggings class stuff okay all right talk to you later bye